Bobcat fans. Support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. What up, everybody? Welcome back. Nuance Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks for being with us here on your Friday. Coulter Nuanez, Rajim Seabrook, riding with you here to end your week. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? Talk some high school football. Put a bow on Missoula Sentinel and Missoula Loyola's uh, playoff seasons. Also talk some Grizz at North Dakota State. Heard from Cody Malk, All-American Offensive Tackle from the Bison. And we talked some NFL, specifically NFC East and also quarterback situations around the NFC uh, to end up our number one. You can find all of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by the M Store and the MSU Bookstore. Let's have some fun. Well, happy Friday, everybody. Carolyn, she doesn't know sports here uh, to make us laugh, but also to learn about the most hilarious thing on the internet. And I can't believe she doesn't know because all she does is watch TikTok while drinking wine. What? The, <laughs> I haven't had wine in a week. Thank she, you. Yeah, I know. Carolyn's had the wine flu the last week. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's like the swine flu, except it's self-inflicted. I... Uh, this is total BS. <laughs> I do not have the wine flu. I haven't had wine since last Friday. I know. And then you were hungover all weekend and then got sick. Okay, why don't you relax? <laughs> I was hungover one day. Uh, just make it funny. Uh, I'm glad you got. I'm not got telling out you anything ski. anymore. Uh, so, I can't believe you've never heard of the Liver King. The Liver King is the funniest thing. I've heard on of the, the Sausage King of Chicago, Abe Froman. The, 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 the Liver King is seriously the one of the f- most spectacular things on the internet. So, the Liver King is this this man who refers to himself as the liver king. And he is the king of all of the primals. And the liver king doesn't wear shoes. He doesn't wear a shirt. He only eats the uh, the raw organs of organic grass-fed animals and or animals that he kills on the open safaris around the world. Uh, this man has unbelievable amount of money because he has a million Instagram followers. He's probably the most prominent uh, peddler of supplements on all of the internet. He eats these like bone marrow tablets and these protein tablets, and he like drinks this like blood concoction. Does he have a girlfriend? He, I has, bet a, not. he has a beautiful wife no. okay. and three children. Uh, she's the liver queen. They Stop all it. they all eat the the raw livers and the there's gizzards a lid for every pot. It's <laughs> that's a good one. I've never heard that before. You haven't? Uh uh-uh. uh. So. Uh, Here's the thing that's so fascinating and compelling about the liver king. I have been obsessed with this person for like well over a year. This doesn't surprise me. Because I I do not admire him at all because because his his physique is so grotesquely overdone. He's incredibly buff. He also is bright red because all he does is eat raw meat. Does he eat vegetables? Uh, he, He eats only vegetables that he pulls out of the ground. He's, he's unbelievably fascinating, though, because in certain ways, his so here's the liver king. 
Ew. <laughs> Notice the liver king getting on a private jet. That's right. That's right. So the guy has a million Instagram followers, and he also runs his own supplement company that has, like, hundreds of thousands of people to buy supplements from him. These bone marrow tablets. And I thought you were going to say these boneheads. <laughs> no, these bone marrow tablets and all these different things. Are you buying them? No. Okay. Here's why the liver king's so fascinating, though, because some of the stuff that he talks about, the connection to the, to the natural world, how... We're all strung out on drugs and wine and all these things when in reality we should just be getting sunshine and having our bare feet on the ground and living in the elements. He, his his tenets of being a primal, I absolutely fully agree with. For it's, sure. It's very hard to like attain because we all live in this box of this society where we Where can't. does he live? Uh, everywhere. I don't know. That's a good oh. thing. He's never really said like where he actually lives, which is interesting. Is he on dr- steroids? That's the news of the week. Unshockingly, can I? Th- I just thought it was so funny that the Liver King, uh, that people were acting like they were shocked by this, but the Liver King was busted for steroids earlier this week. Wow, that's not natural. It's definitely not so, natural. You also definitely could never ever look like this. But I mean, look at this guy. I, I just find him unbelievably fascinating because I think that he is. I think he is uh, an intellectual leader that I really agree with in certain ways. He's also a marketing genius. He's also a psycho who eats raw liver and eats steroids for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Do you think when you put yourself out there like this and the expectation of you is to look like this, that then, like, do you think he was on steroids the whole time or do you think he succumbed to pressure to make sure he looked a certain way? Well, I think that uh, you don't... uh, you don't look like that ever without steroids. Just eating his bone marrow supplements and lifting weights all day, every day, and whatever is going to make you look phenomenally good. Not like that. He looks like the ultimate warrior. I mean, he's yeah. so clearly on steroids. He has been. It's just funny. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, he's, it, it, he is a microcosm of modern society where you can have such a great premise and then still overdo it in and a, blow it. a completely it. egregious modern way. Well, and you brought this up because I, before we went to air, I brought up uh, Tom Brady, that there's rumors that he was on performance enhancing drugs and that there's been a crackdown on things and now he's not. And that's why he's playing so badly. What do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Oh man. I mean, how far down the rabbit hole do we want to go on this? Well, I, I think there, there's a, I think there's a chance that almost every elite athlete of the modern generation is on some sort of performance enhancing drug. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Wh- baseball had such a huge steroid scandal, but like when the first parts of the baseball steroid scandal started, steroids weren't illegal, right? In baseball, and it all started when a reporter asked Mark McGuire about the bottle of Andersteen in his locker, and he's like, "Oh, it's this new supplement I've been taking." And then they like did some research, and they're like, "Oh, that's a pre-hormone, which is basically the precursor to a steroid." Oh my gosh. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years later, Congress is involved. There's a giant Mitchell report and like, a, you know, it's a federal drug scandal and all this crazy stuff. But I don't know. I think that I, I think it would be incredibly disadvantageous to the NFL for anybody to ever fail drug tests for performance enhancing drugs. Because there's the fact that there is no one per, that are failing drug tests for performance enhancing drugs in the NFL ever mm-hmm. means that they're just, they either don't care or they're not testing for it or they know that it's to their disadvantage. Or there's just no way right. that there's not some guy. I mean, there's, these are the biggest dudes in the world. Right. And they're playing a like full car wreck sport for five months straight. Now, are the um, drugs that are banned in 
baseball the same as football or does football have a different well, so that's the other thing is like you can test for traditional like 1980s deanna ball style steroids where you, you put it in the syringe and shoot it in each other's butts or whatever but like they'll shrink your nads that's so antiquated though like the stuff that's the on the stuff. market now is like the cream and the clear and like the hgh and like the epo and all this stuff like I don't know. I'm totally cynical about this, but I fully think that the drugs will always be ahead of the testing and that these guys are taking... I, I don't know. I, in terms of Tom Brady, it, I'm completely ambivalent to it. There's a good chance... I, yeah. I should say there's a good chance. If Tom Brady was on performance-enhancing drugs this you whole time, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. If he, but if he's just finally just getting old now and that's why he sucks, I wouldn't be surprised. Here's the thing. There's multiple factors as to why Tom Brady's not playing well. They have a young offensive line that's very inexperienced. All of his receivers and skill players are, I mean, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they've all been hurt. They don't have a good tight end anymore. They have a new head coach that's not the same head coach that had it uh, all together. Uh, And, you know, so I think that there's a lot of different on-the-field, very tangible, explainable factors that uh, have gone into this. Yeah. Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, what else you got? Well, I don't want to start a rumor or anything. <laughs> well, I mean, after we just got done slandering Tom Brady for t- performance enhancing drugs. This is all alleged. I must be clear. I, I do not think that Tom Brady is on performance enhancing drugs. I don't drugs. think he would put that in his body. Yeah, well. I mean, he would put that's supplements the other fallacy and stuff. Is like, we all still believe like the 1987 Hulk Hogan narrative. Right. Like, take your vitamins and drink your water and steroids are bad. And it's like, okay, the stuff that the Olympians in the late 80s were on is terrible for you. I really, and this, I, this is a completely unpopular opinion. This is my opinion. There's so many performance enhancing drugs out there that are not bad for you. They're, they're, be, they're good for you. If you have the money to take $10,000 with the HGH a month, you're going to live a better life. Right. It's just a fact. It's, Which is probably what the kind of stuff he's doing. For so sure. they're not illegal performance-enhancing drugs. Maybe. I mean, I take um, a woman's, <laughs> a women's daily with omegas every day, and there that might, might enhance my performance. I'm hoping it enhances my yeah. cognitive function. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. far, not so good. <laughs> anyway... Um, did you, you sell know millions of dollars of radio advertising? Millions, millions, millions. Um, Aaron Rodgers, oh, here we go. I believe, is a 9-11 denier. Uh, in the next least shocking news of the day, okay. He, okay, so I forgot Man, the guys. You try to get me in trouble. No, don't. You're leading you, me down no, all I'm not. the bad roads I was like, here. oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> Something Kaiser. He played with um, with Aaron Rodgers. Kaiser, I don't know what he played. No idea. Anyway, he said on his first day at work. Um, his first day at work. His first day with the Packers. Yeah. Okay. First day on the job. Yeah, sure. He said, Aaron Rodgers said, do you believe in 9-11? And he's like, yeah, why wouldn't I? And then Aaron Rodgers said, you should read up on that. And then um, he said he just really wanted him to open his mind and... Have, and so they had lots of insightful conversations and conspiracy theories. So if you couldn't hate Aaron Rodgers more, well, now, now you do. Well, so here's the only thing I'll add to this. Okay, I think that I don't want you to say anything. Either, <laughs> either the premise that most abiding members of society operate under—that conspiracy theories are just for crazy people. Either that is true or all conspiracy theories are true. 
I love I a conspiracy theory. I think theory. there's no gray area here. I love a conspiracy theory, okay? It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. But there are some things that are undeniable, okay? Sure. Whether it was an inside job or whether it was... Sure. That's beside the point. Yeah. It happened. Just sure. like Sandy Hook happened. Right. And for people to say it didn't makes my blood boil. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, your uh, your favorite guys in the NBA, Steph Curry and mm-hmm. Kyle Irving. Kyle. Yeah, Kyrie. They were uh, moon moon deniers for a while. What? The, they they were saying that we didn't walk oh, on the moon. Oh, we didn't walk on the moon. I thought you meant that, that the moon didn't had exist. never been to the moon and that when we walked on the moon in the 60s, mm-hmm. it was false, fake news. Did they? Well, we know Michael Wilbon and and Tony Kornheiser, who are both old, they went nuts about this. (laughs) They they like Like, they like chastised Steph Curry and Kyrie Irving, saying like, "Guys, you can't be promoting false. You can't be rewriting history based on like what you read on Instagram." You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Anyways, well, I've discovered. I mean, I've known about Reddit for a long time, but holy moly, if you want conspiracy theories and want to go down a rabbit hole, that's where to go. And I wouldn't recommend it. You should look up the Liver King on. I will. I uh, plan to. Reddit. I've yes. Anyway, so moving on to the World Cup. (laughs) Taking us to sports, ESPN Radio, Carolyn, our great friend who knows nothing about sports, joining us here on the radio dial. Okay, uh, World Cup. What do you got? So, if you were in Cutter, yeah, would you? abide by every rule like to the T well I mean just like if, if it was you just there's no it's a yes or no like if you were in the Middle Eastern yes because I would not want to go to jail in right. Qatar well under any circumstance exactly some protester with pardon my French the biggest balls ever ran onto a field during the Portugal match to express support for the Ukraine Iran's women the women, you know, in Iran, the, yeah, there's all that, sure. um, and gay rights. So he had a threefold protest, ran across the field, and um, he was yelling, you know, save Ukraine and all this stuff, which obviously great, important things to do and say and all of that. But I don't know. I just feel like maybe that's that would be really scary to do that there. And he's not, I think, I don't know what, uh, nationality the guy was, but I don't think he was like a local or anything. Yeah, I mean you're you're not gonna uh, yeah you know your uh, your right and freedom to protest is certainly uh, non-existent in country in some countries right. and some regions of this world. I hope he's okay because I feel like he's in a basement in Qatar somewhere right now. Yeah, that's probably right. Um, they said he's been banned from matches for the rest of wor- the World Cup, and I was like, yeah, he's probably getting waterboarded. Yeah, you know? it's uh, the the. The the international events that have taken place over the last 15 or 20 years and the way the places those events have happened in the ways that those events have impacted in by and large a gigantically negative fashion uh, it it raises a lot of questions because things like the Olympics and the World Cup are supposed to be like these harmonious right get-togethers of cultures from everywhere and in the in their execution of the actual events for the couple weeks that they're happening, they by and large have been good and sometimes great, and that's awesome. But I mean, like the Olympics, it whether it's in uh, Russia or Brazil or whatever, and now this World Cup in in Qatar, I mean, it, it's devastating to the places, and I don't understand what the point is, like. 
Cutter spent $675 million to build the, the stadiums for this. They basically had to build a whole new city. Right. I mean, you're a $2.8 million million person country that's bringing in 1.5 million people to watch soccer. You have to build nine new stadiums. They did it all with basically like modern day slave labor. That thousands, thousands of people died. died. Yeah. What what are you doing it for? Like just to have the, but the, then the the worst part is the fallout. Like right. in Rio de Janeiro, they haven't used any of the stuff that they built for the Olympics ever again. And so it's like, what did you, you just What's wasted hundreds of millions of dollars right. to, to show off your city. And forever that used to be like a huge boon. Like you're old enough to remember like when the Olympics was in Los Angeles, that was like an mm-hmm. enormous deal. Oh yeah. We were there actually that for summer. For America, yeah. you know, and to show off LA and, and LA's. Never been the same since, but in a lot of ways has been great. It was good for L.A. So I just don't know what the point of all this is. But then you also get into like how these events are determined where they're going to be. And it's all by these completely corrupt governing boards that take massive amounts of uh, bribes. And I mean, yeah. So like, what are they going to do with these stadiums when they're done? That's what I'm I mean, saying. Yeah. That just seems so stupid. At least in Calgary, they still sell Calgary 88 t-shirts and, and stuff. <laughs> right. And you can go up there and they use, I mean, they built a ski resort. Yeah. Nikis, Nikiska, I believe was the name yep. specifically for the Olympics, but you can ski it. I skied it when I was senior in high school. Nice. Um, you can go up to where the ski jumps were and they still do ski jumping training there and they sell a boatload of Calgary 88 stuff. I mean, my mom went to the 88 Olympics. Nice. I mean, not, she wasn't in the Olympics. She yeah. went as a spectator and uh, it was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think, I think the thing that I worry about is it, up until the advent of the internet, basically, it was such a profound moment when the Olympics would come because you did get to see other countries and you also got to see other countries show off like the best sure. parts about them. But now it's like, most of these countries that are getting these events are just getting them as a way to mask how bad everything else is in their right. country. Well, so World Cup was in um, the U.S. in 94, I believe. Uh, that's right. Well, let's see. Uh, no, 96. Oh, the World Cup was in the United States. World Cup, sorry. I thought we were talking about Olympics. Yeah, yeah. it was in the United States in 1994, yes. And so we already had, well, because I, I remember in Chicago they played at Soldier Field. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure where else across the country, but it was spread out all over it the was. country. Yeah. And I do remember my friend's um, dad owned the Wine Keller, which was a German restaurant and brewery. Nice. Shout out Wine Keller. Nice. They're not in business anymore. Free but, advertising um, from 2000 And he away. hosted the German soccer team. Cool. It was so fun. And so we got to go and like they were out on the, on the beer garden. And um, <laughs> that's my attempt at a... Anyway, it was pretty cool to have the World Cup in the U.S., but we had you know, the resources here to make it make sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense there. And Qatar's not going to become the new like hotspot for vacation because of this. No I one know, wants right. to go there. Totally. But then it's like what, then it gets into a much deeper conversation of why are you hosting these events? What, what is it that you're trying? Well, it's like the golf thing. What are you trying to do there, with this? There's massive parallels between F1 the rate, the race car driving, live, you know, I mean, it's all the softening of the image of you know middle, what's middle next? Eastern, the world. You know what's next they're going to start doing? What's that? Pickleball. That's <laughs> the biggest sport in the world, they it's say. It's the fastest growing sport in the U.S. By the way, I came up sport. with a genius idea called the pickle bar, and it's a pickle bar, pickleball bar. So you just have a bar at the pickleball court? Yeah. 
You're going to have like four quarts shots of whiskey with pickle juice. No back. shots. No shots. We don't do shots around here. Okay. <laughs> I know you think you're going to get me to do shots next week at the Christmas party. Oh, yeah. No shots. Our over under is three, folks. No. <laughs> but it's a pickle, like four pickleball courts surrounded by a bar and, and seating. And it's just a big, fun, jolly time. Well, the pickle uh, bar. It's quite an idea. Let's know what TM. Trademark, let's get one going in Missoula. Uh, Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, ESPN Radio, uh, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Carolyn in studio with us. Uh, it's presented by Buff City Soap. I'm going to get myself a little gift basket over there at Buff City Soap. Are you? I think so. Okay. Maybe, maybe a couple. It's a great idea for Christmas gifts. Yeah, they'll make you, they have stuff already made. So yeah. if like, you want to get me a present, it's ready. <laughs> great. I love the coconut, by the way. So if you're, okay. that's my favorite. Anyway, they're, they have ready-made boxes. They will help you create your own. They will ship it from the store to, across the country. Um, so you just call them directly at 406-926-2489 um, or go on their Instagram and you can reach out through them, to them through there. Um, they're locally owned and operated. Buff City Soap in Northgate Plaza on North Reserve. Smell wonderful, Missoula. What else you got? Anything? Okay. I forgot last week, and now I need to bring back my anticipated segment, Angel and Devil. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. So let's start with the devil. My anticipated segment. I know everyone. Highly anticipated. I know everyone. I got like at least one text wondering where it was last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kidding. No one cared. But the devil of the week is Antonio Brown. Yeah, he got arrested. Not for his trolling of Tom Brady. I would give him an angel of the week for that. No, no. He has been issued an arrest warrant, an active arrest order Mm. for misdemeanor battery. Yikes. He also, just like last year, had to pay a moving truck driver 1.2 million for an alleged assault. Did you know about that? I did not. So... The guy needs help. The guy needs help. Um... Not sure what to say about this. Yeah, you know, we're coming back full circle to conspiracy theories. Uh, on one Ooh. hand, act, Antonio Brown might be just acting a fool. On the other hand, uh, because Tom Brady can't actually beat anybody up, he could also then just make sure that you go to jail. For well, that's what I'm him. wondering. Is this a setup? Is yeah, Tom right, Brady right. setting him up? Totally. He could. I think it could be both. Yeah. Two things. All right. Well, may, I have two angels of the week. Two. Okay. One from the Buffalo Bills, Stefan Diggs. Love him. Oh, my gosh. He, this little boy um, at a game said, all I want for Christmas is to watch Stefan. He had a sign. He pulls the kid down onto the field and plays catch with him on the field. Wow. I love it. Isn't that adorable? It is adorable. Stefan Diggs, one of my favorite players. Love him. Oh, okay. Second one is Marshawn Lynch. Okay. They had him and some other guy talking about um, what they're doing for Christmas and yeah. stuff, you know, when they mic him up and you can hear him, which is like my favorite thing ever. Yep. And he's like, hey, what you doing for uh, Christmas? And this was on Thanksgiving Day or the week before Thanksgiving. And he's like, Christmas? I got to do Thanksgiving first. I'm handing out turkeys in my hood. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy, I don't know who it is, sorry, was like, hey, you want me to come help you? And they had this whole conversation about handing out turkeys and like helping their community. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing what Marshawn Lynch's career has become full circle. Like, he refused to do interviews or endorsements the whole time he was playing. And now he's like this philanthropist that's also, like, highly visible. And uh, I knew it, the philanthropy part's not surprising to me. It's just the fact that he's... Is he still playing? He's No, he's retired. Oh, so that's like an old thing? He's great. No, no, that's that's new. He's, oh. he's in the spotlight still, certainly. Oh. 
he just was like so avoidant of the spotlight while he was playing, and now he's relishing in it, which is very interesting. It's uh, growth for him. Well, my he's heart, a fascinating guy. My heart grew th- three sizes bigger. Well, those two that. guys are both just, uh, awesome. That makes that's uh, the kind of stuff that makes me happy. Yeah, two of the uh, two of the most unique guys in pro sports in the last little while. I love both those guys. Carol and the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports here on uh, ESPN Radio. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. There you go. Our good friend Carolyn swings by to end up your week uh, every Friday here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Want some free pizza? We got one for you, courtesy of Front Street Pizza. It's there, of course, on Front Street, right below Rome Student Housing. Delicious, traditionally sourced pizza by the slice, by the pie. We have a large pizza for you. Uh, if you call right now, call number 4406-888-1029. You call us, we call them. They put your pizza in the oven. You go pick up your pizza. You have a great Friday night, Friday pie day. Presented by Front Street Pizza. Call our number 4406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call number 4. Call us right now for your opportunity to win a free pizza from Front Street Pizza. More NFL talk, plus some more FCS playoffs. Right after this, keep it right here. It's no on as now, ESPN Radio. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Mungo Jerry, you know, Rajim's in studio. If uh, if we're listening to some Mungo Jerry, what's up, everybody? Old Squayla. Uh, welcome back, ESPN Radio. It's uh, Nuana's Now. Uh, maybe you're watching on TV or uh, maybe you're streaming on the ESPN MT app. No matter uh, how you're tuning in, appreciate you for being here. Um, all right, what do you want? You want to talk about uh, college football or NFL football? You want to talk Grizz and Cats? Or you want to talk NFL? Both. Okay. We'll see all of the above. Well, let's keep on the NFL then. Uh, yeah. Last night, the Buffalo Bills uh, had a a good win in uh, in New England, New England and uh, Josh Allen was talking some smack after the game. Uh, he's a <laughs> he's a, a Gillette. Uh, Wyoming boy. He's also Gillette spokesperson yeah. for Gillette Razors, and he's he's from Wyoming. And uh, so he was saying, you know, feels good to be a Gillette spokesman and come in Gillette Stadium and own this place. And and uh, thought that was pretty good. It was so passively passive aggressive. For sure. But there's all sorts of th- stories that are going on right now uh, in the AFC East because, like the NFC East, there are several teams that are better than people expected. Miami had a lot of hype coming into this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know if anybody thought they were going to be as good. As as good. I think people thought they were going to be a, a fringe wild card contender, but they're actually in contention for that division with, totally. with the Super Bowl preseason favorite in the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. So um, 
you know, everybody knew the Bills were going to be good. People thought the Dolphins could be okay, but they've been great so far. And the New York Jets have been good as well. The AFC uh, East and the NFC East both are like turned turn the league on its ear this year. But the most interesting story in the AFC East right now is that the team that's at the bottom of the standings is the New England Patriots. Yes. And there's all sorts of questions Yay. now. You know, I mean, <laughs> f- forever, forever. I mean, we ran a promo on this station for at least two years of Ryan Tutel giving NFL analysis, and he was saying, the Patriots just get six free wins every year because the AFC East is just so terrible. And it's true. It's the true. Pa- the Patriots were halfway to the playoffs. Every year for a decade. Every year for 15 years yeah, probably. Absolutely. Now, though, this begs the question. The, the thing that's so compelling about the fact that the New England Patriots are in last place is it brings up the two huge questions. One, has Bill Belichick lost his edge? And two, do we have definitive proof now that all of the success in New England was because of TB12 and not the head coach? No, I'm going to say look at what's going on on the other side of that looking glass, True. Alice. TB is not having a, a a good time. But he has won the Super Bowl since leaving Belichick. Belichick's not even, I don't think, even sniffed the playoffs. This is true. The only the only thing TB's worried about right now is if Antonio Brown gets caught up on that warrant, which is this thing we could kind of talk about. Did you hear about that today? I heard that actually yesterday, yeah, that he was uh, served a warrant and then arrested. Uh, yeah. Some sort of battery or something like that, assault and battery charge. Dude. Uh, next Friday, let's let's do the deep dive. Let's the, go back the, to the, the dude is completely unhinged at this point. At this point, I feel uh, first of all he has never had any accountability, but I also uh, almost feel bad for him because he's obviously ill. Out, he's out there, man. I mean, ill. The stuff he was doing to troll Tom Brady and Giselle was like crazy, man. Like the it was funny in the moment, like for the shock value, but it's not funny. Like saying that stuff about people's wives and kids and stuff is like so whack, man. And then the divorce came ninety six hours later. I mean. Just saying. And then he kept trolling after that. Like the oh. the, the picture of the kids' oh. book that he put on Twitter. Oh, dude. Like, it was like a self-help, you know. Yeah. Daddy doesn't live here anymore. Low brow. Like, come like on, Like, low man. brow. Silly. Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice. It's just compelling that uh, the Patriots are in last place. and uh, I love it. I, I do, too. I, I just wonder. You know, the thing is, they're not as up a creek. It, it, it's weird seeing the Patriots lose on primetime TV. Truth. All the, you know, whenever they play on primetime TV now. It's weird seeing them in last place. But they're not up a creek as much as a lot of NFL franchises right now, though, because I do think Mac Jones is a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they, even though they haven't been in the playoffs since TB12 left, they do have... They, they they have a, a trenched culture that uh, it, it's not as downtrodden as like the Detroit Lions or something. No, and or no, the Houston no. Texans. And I don't think Kraft and company are ever going to let the organization no, get to that point. No. The what I see is the old construct that Belichick, Brady, and Kraft used doesn't apply to the nucleus of the teams that they have now. They can't continue to keep doing what they were able to do, and they were very successful for a very long time, but they just don't have the same caliber of, of personnel, the same depth to continue to do what they did for so long, and that's uh, that's kind of what you see up there in New England right now. What other stuff in the uh, in the National Football League has is, is got your attention right now? What other storylines have you liked? Um, the Packers, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, the two golden boys of the NFL being bad, mm-hmm. has been very interesting because it's the the uh, the talking heads on the national level have had to refresh. You know, it's usually 
is Tom Brady the greatest of all time? Is right. Aaron Rodgers the you know two time MVP? Whatever. Right. And now it's like these guys both are sticking up the joint. Their teams are sticking up the joint. It's been funny to watch the national narrative change. Oh, I love it. It's 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 good stuff. It's called the downside of the mountain. TB twelve. Well, and you also see it with Russell Wilson too. That's the other thing. I think it's. So funny and also so interesting that Russell Wilson, all of his struggle, all of his antics though are not like that surprising to people that live in the media market. Like we were almost in the Seattle media market, so we True. get exposed to Russell Wilson. Uh-huh. Him being a total tool, that being revealed to the world. Is- Why you got to diss tools? At least tools are useful. <laughs> he is not. He's about as useful as something on the back of turtles right now. You know what I'm saying, yeah. folks? I mean, he's yeah, dude. Uh, it's it's pretty impressive to watch the the fall. Yeah, the, my my biggest story, or my, not even story, culture. My biggest question that I have this year is, who are the Bengals? Yeah, but that th- this th- they are having a season so eerily similar to last year, though. If you remember right, last year they were like back and forth, back and forth. Sometimes they'd look great. Sometimes they wouldn't look good. Sometimes their defense would look so poor. Sometimes you're like. Uh, what's going on with Joe Burrow? Does he hold on to the ball too long? And then sometimes you're like, holy cow, is this guy Joe Montana and Tom right. Brady had a kid? There he is, Joe Burrow. So, But last year they waffled back and forth, and then they got hot, and they won four in a row down the stretch, and then they won all through the playoffs. But I mean, they only finished 10-8 and eight last year. Yeah. So this is kind of on par with exactly what they did last year. But given their talent, both you know in reality and on paper, to me it's, it goes back to who are they? Because they are such a mirror image of, of last year, and reflection is eternal. So when I look at what they do and how they do it with who they have it with, it's I feel like the Riddler. I just want to put a big question mark on it. Um and then the 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 other thing for me, uh, the other story, and this is you know a shout out to my my, my son and and his his brethren, so to say, is um, what Kansas City Chiefs team will show up. Like I see glimpses of old Patrick yeah. Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and then I see like. 1997 Kansas City Chiefs sure. of just a bunch of no names that are out there and they're they're holding on for one more day like they're singing a Wilson Phillips song. <laughs> but now now it's into November. I mean, Mahomes has not lost in November so or good. December in three years. Three years. He hasn't lost a division game on the road ever. Mm-mm. Like, what a statistic. He's never lost a division game on the road as a starting quarterback. That's crazy, man. And to only be in the league, what, for five years? Five or six years? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, they have had so many different reiterations of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I, st- I do think their roster has a lot of holes. They don't have a running back. Their offensive line is no. fine but not great. Their defense is average at average. best. It doesn't matter, man. I know. In this day and age in the NFL, like Mahomes and Bucker. you're gonna get like you're gonna get an opportunity to have four to five possessions end with a kick. The reason Mahomes is so transcendent is he's putting the ball in the end zone four out of those five times and mm-hmm. getting you to thirty one instead of having it end up in a field goal. Yeah. Three out of the five possessions yeah. that you get on the board. He throws it like a baseball, but he doesn't want the end score to look like one of those games. Exactly. Yeah, I feel you. He's, you know, I find, what do you think of Mahomes, just like personally, from a, from a like, just star standpoint? Because I find him abrasive and annoying, but I know I'm also a hater that finds most ultra-famous people annoying. What do you think of Mahomes? To me, I, I I think the league needs a, a guy like Patrick Mahomes. To me, if uh, he, he he has an, a, a kvetching aspect to him, but he also has the Steph Curry aspect to him. Yeah. So to me, he's if Russell Westbrook and Steph Curry had a love child, it's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> 
That's pretty funny, man. Yeah, he just well, hopes drivers be crazy, but that's on me. That's not on him. Uh, no one is now ESPN Radio. Sounds like your high school relationships. Television. What high school relationships? At the ESPN MT app. I was too, I was too busy either being grounded or trying to make varsity, son. That's it. I, I got grounded for the whole first part of high school. My old man told me I wasn't ungrounded until started getting some letters, and then we uh, we got some letters. So there you go. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in here uh, on your Friday. We'll talk some more NFL, talk some more college football right after this. Keep it right here, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Nuwana is now on ESPN Radio with special guest, Raju Zebrook. I got a confession. What? I've never seen Bad Boys. I've seen like parts of it on TV or whatever. I've never watched it from start to finish. <laughs> Rajiv's out. <laughs> Nuwana's now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks for hanging out with us. You're uh, cool me to just dip below 100 for the first time in our friendship. <laughs> I'm dis- I'm hurt and disappointed by here's, you right Here's now. the thing, dude. Here's here's where I'm at. It's not that I don't, I'm not into it or anything. I, I love Will Smith. I love uh, Marlon Wayans. I love these guys. They're awesome. Uh, I mean, I watched... The first I one. Just all, the first one. I watched all the Fresh Princes. I watched Marvin's show forever. Dude, the first like, one. They're so good. Here's the deal. Here's where I'm at. When growing up as a kid and in, in my teen years, yeah. we lived up north of Missoula, Grand Creek, and yeah. uh, the cable options were extremely limited. We only had like 15 channels, right? And that movie was on TNT or TBS all the all time. All the time. So I watched like 15 minutes of it a million different times so I could even know like the good lines and all that stuff but I've never actually like consciously sat down and watched start to finish. <laughs> so I have a great appreciation for it. I totally know the cultural significance of it but I couldn't tell you like what the actual storyline is. In it. <laughs> well then you're as observant as you are smart because there's really no real storyline to it but uh, for me it was transcendent because I was like why are like Martin Lawrence and Will Smith Martin trying Lawrence, to be sorry, hard? Not by the way, yeah, Martin Lawrence, right. Like why are you trying to be hard? You guys are like baby poo soft. Like <laughs> that's the thing, dude. That's that's the other part that like. Exactly. But you couldn't stop watching it because of that. They were so true, out of character. True, but like Will Smith tried to do like the action hero thing for a while, and like when it was when it was suave action hero Men in Black, it was so sweet. But like other Will Smith super hardcore action heroes, you're right. He's he's got to be like way more relatable because he isn't that hard. I liked him in Hancock. Great movie. I thought that was. I thought he was okay in that. Eh, I'm, I'm, you know, next. I, I mean, I love Will Smith. I think we've talked more about Will Smith than the world has in the last like couple of months. <laughs> Just the slap. Just the slap. Never forget it. Neither <laughs> did Chris Rock. I walk in from. I don't even know what I was doing. I walk in and and Andrew, our producer in the back, he we're roommates and he's uh, sitting there chilling, eating dinner, and he's like, "Yo, I think that Chris Rock just." 
hit Will Smith. I was like, or that Will Smith has hit Chris Rock. I was like, what? Oh, dude. What do you mean? And then all of a sudden, blah, 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 and we're staring at Twitter for the next hour because there's just five million replays of it. It was like such a surreal moment. It's hilarious. Oh, dude. There's a mutual acquaintance that you and I have, and we'll talk more about it over <laughs> off the air. Sure, sure. That I had to, unfortunately, Will Smith one time. <laughs> I'm serious. I love it. Don't want the FCC asking us to cut checks around here, but that's another story for another day. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, son. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Uh, if you're missing the end of today's show, fun show, Rajim Seabrook rolling with us hey. uh, from start to finish. Uh, by the way, we'll remind you again, no Grizz hockey tonight, but if you want to go watch hockey, you can. A free scrimmage down there at the Glacier Ice Rink at 8 p.m. They were supposed to play Wilson State. But uh, Wilson State, the road's too bad, so uh, they're not on their way here. Uh, but instead, the Grizz uh, hockey team will have a inter intra-squad scrimmage, as it were. Uh, we also heard from uh, Cody Mock, a All-American offensive lineman for the North Dakota State Bison. Talk some NFL on either side of the uh, 4 and 5 o'clock hour. And we heard from Carolyn, uh, the chicken doesn't know sports. All of that can be found on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is presented by the M-Store and the MSU Bookstore. The M-Store has a new location, downtown Missoula. They are located at the corner of Broadway and Higgins, and they have some sweet uh, Christmas sales going on. Starting tomorrow... You can get 25% off all Disney apparel. Shop in-store and online at MontanaMStore.com. Just use the promo code DISNEY25. Uh, a couple days next week, they have um, specials, different specials every couple days for like the next two and a half weeks leading up to Christmas. So um, they'll have all sorts of great st- uh, holiday deals for every Grizz fan from infants to 6XL, home decor, and pet gear. The M-Store has a gift for anyone in Grizz Nation. Stop by downtown Missoula or online at MontanaMStore.com. The Nuanas Now podcast also presented by the MSU Bookstore. They got 12 days of deals going on at the MSU Bookstore. From December 1st to December 14th, MSU Bookstore has a deal every day for hoodies to kid apparel to tailgating gear. They've got you covered for the holiday season. And uh, so if you need any Bobcat gear, go check out the Montana State Bookstore. Uh, Just a couple minutes left here uh, on Nuan is now. And the four Big Sky Conference teams in action tomorrow during the FCS playoffs. Weber State plays at Montana State in an all-Big Sky Conference round of 16 game. Should be a great one because it's a rematch of one of the wildest games I've ever covered. You also got Sac State playing Richmond. They're in Sacramento. And then you got Montana playing at North Dakota State. So, uh, what do you think, Raj? How many Big Sky teams are going to be left standing? I mean, the maximum answer is three because two of them are playing each other. So, we're going to have at least one Big Sky Conference team out. Uh, is there any way we see three Big Sky teams in the Final Four? Or I would. Li- I'm hoping so. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping so. You know we want... I think we're going to absolutely have two because I think, the, obviously, the winner of the Montana State-Weber game. Right. And then I think Sac State will win. So so they bas- better win. So, basically, then the, the third the, is... The Grizz. The Grizz. They have North to. State, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that that happens. The... Uh... We'll see, man. There's just so many X-Factors and things that... Yeah. We'll see. But... I would love to have three standing. Well, given the uh, the, the ups and downs of this Chris season, combined with how much hype there was coming into this year, yeah, I, I think that 
if they would have lost last week, it would have been the final nail in the coffin to a, a season that everybody, I think, around Montana would say is largely disappointing. Whether you reveled or cried over the, the disappointment, either way, I think everybody could have agreed it was largely disappointing. But right. now they have new life. Uh, from a program perspective, put this one into perspective. I mean, is it go beat North Dakota State, go in the final eight? That's that's good. Mm-hmm. Is this something that could mask bigger issues, though, for the Grizzlies? I do think there's there's some certain deficiencies that incurred this season, made it not as successful as it could have been. And I just wonder if you win that game, if you just mask over those deficiencies. But either way, I think it's a big enough game that it it doesn't matter. It puts that stuff in the rear view. It's a a win-win-win-lose. And I know that probably sounds really crazy. It's a win-win if they win because the expectations, preseason, hyperbole surrounding the team – all of a sudden, justified. Well, and, and there's only been one team that ever went to Fargo and won in the playoffs. So, I mean, yeah, it's the toughest place in the country to play. If you win there, that's a historic event. Absolutely. Uh, the win, the the lose win is if the Grizz don't do what they need to do to win this game, and this is the right game, like, it's ripe for the picking. It's, it's, a, real, it's a push, as they would say in the gambler's world. Like, this is the push. Are they mature enough? To overcome, and is Bobby going to be a little less conservative than he is? Sure. Um, with the offense to kind of, I don't know, get the Flyboys going. Montana, uh, I, I think that we were very, we were uh, very hard on the fact that they didn't make any defensive or personnel adjustments against the Bobcats a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Thought that was a fundamental flaw. But also, <laughs> I thought Bobby Hauk, Robbie Hauk in the postgame press conference, they said. What this game came down to, Montana's 55-21 loss in Bozeman, was us not getting off blocks and not tackling. Truth. I could sit here and say, well, you should have played a four-man defensive line or you should have played an eight-man box. When you get to week, you know, you get to the 11th game of your season, you're not just going to run a completely different defense. I do think you have to have some personnel packages available, but you're not going to just run a completely different scheme. So that said, then, if it really is all about getting off blocks and making tackles, they're going to have to do the same thing because here's the deal. The Montana State run game is very similar to the North Dakota State run game. They run mm-hmm. pretty simplistic uh, plays out of very sophisticated packages. The difference is the Bobcats have two unbelievably good running quarterbacks, whereas North Dakota State has a pretty good running quarterback in Cam Jensen, but he's no Tommy Milotti, he's no Sean Chambers. But either, no, way, sir. either way, though, the Grizz, we, we talked about all the mismatches on on the Grizz might have on offense on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only place they're going to have systematic mismatches. But on the other side of the ball, the Grizz defense got to get back to their midseason form because they got ran roughshod over by Montana State, and they didn't look good in the first half against Southeastern Missouri State either. If you play, if you show up and don't get off blocks like they did against the Cats, you're going to get 400 yards run on you again, just like they did in Bozeman. Which means it goes back to what Grizz team gets off the bus tomorrow. That's right. Yeah, and I and I'm going to be honest. It starts and ends for me with Lucas Johnson. It starts and ends with the, the seniors at large. I think right. Like you, you yes. have you have yes. new life. You got destroyed yes. by the Cats. You were left for dead at halftime against Southeast Missouri. Now you got an opportunity to mm-hmm. play the juggernaut of the FCS of the last decade. Set a tone. So if you're Patrick O'Connell, you're Marcus Wilno, you're Lucas Johnson, you're Malik Flowers. I mean, this is your last game as a Grizz unless you go over there and win. Go, you know, not to go back to Will Smith. You got to go out big Willie style. Like this, <laughs> this is it. You got to let it all hang out. Well, if uh, I think if the Grizz can figure out a way, and I, I don't know what I think of this game. I'm not making any sort of predictions. If oh, the Grizz, Swami. If 
give me something. If the Grizz went out there and got rolled like they did last time they played in Fargo in 2015, they lost. That was 30, ugly. They lost 37-6. If that happened again, it wouldn't surprise me. If the Grizz went out there and got into a back and forth with them and lost a close one, wouldn't surprise me. If the Grizz went out there and and uh, won a tight one, that wouldn't surprise me either. The only thing that would really surprise me is if Montana went to North Coast State and straight blew them out. Uh, but I really don't think that's happening. No, I, mean, I don't even really think you can blow North Coast State out. No, even on sty- a down year with the style that that they no, play. Too rugged. Uh, if Montana wins, they will likely. Well, if Montana wins, and I think you will see three Big Sky teams uh, in the final eight. I think Sac State's got to have it, but I think they'll got get it. it against Richmond and uh, the Montana State Weber State game. I think it's a total coin flip. Everybody's talking about this rematch. I think you completely wash the game from October twenty second because. There's so much stuff that happened in that game that's never happening again. Four mm. snaps out of the back of the end zone, mm. a blocked field goal, a kick and a punt return for a touchdown in the same quarter. I mean, 12 penalties on the Cats, so they don't really get penalized. No. It was a crazy afternoon. None of that stuff's happening again. No, sir. So I think it's a total fresh start, and I think it's a total coin flip game between two of the best uh, in the Big Sky and Bozeman. Any other FCS games you're interested in outside of the Big Sky? Well, I think Delaware... That's, the, that's Del- the game of the week right there. Delaware was number six in the country before they had a three-game losing streak just like Montana. Their totally. free fall was parallel to and totally. at the same time as Montana. Let's go Blue Hens. They are a perennial power. South Coast State is number one seed. They're great, but oh. they are number one for the first time in Ever. their history. Ever. And so... That's uh, the I game of think, the week. I think it's an interesting one. I mean, Brookings is a tough place to get to. It's a tough Truth. place to play in. Truth. But... Uh, Delaware is a lot better than most one seeds should be playing in the in the first, in the uh, in the round of sixteen. We're out of time. Nuan is now Rajin ah. Seabrook in studio with us here uh, on your Friday. We'll be back at it four p.m. on Monday for the Montana Football Hour. Appreciate you being here. Have yourself an outstanding weekend, and thanks so much for listening. It's Nuan is now ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine Delans of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. What sort of expertise do you guys have when it comes to uh, any sort of personal injury accidents, things like that? Uh, It's all we practice. Uh, You're not going to get an attorney who's practicing family law or in court defending criminal cases. All we do is personal injury. We're a multi-state firm, but I'm right here in Missoula. So we have the backing of a large firm uh, with just years of expertise there, too. Free consultations. You can find out more by calling 406-640-4444 or by visiting online 24-7 montanaadvocates.com.